What's up? This your girl Max B, and I'm here with another nightly snippet. Now I know it has been a while, but honestly, I had to take some time off to focus on another personal goal, and that is and was targeting my childhood emotional trauma. Um, it was very important for me to actually spend some time actually untying those knots that was connected to my childhood. Because what I've realized is that no matter how far I thought I traveled in my healing journey, I've always found myself 10 step backwards because of a unnoticed trigger. So this what tonight episode is basically about addressing your emotional abandonment wounds and stop allowing negative emotions to trap you in a state of mind that serves you no good. I hope that you guys understand that. I know it's a little lengthy, but just stick with me. So let's jump right into it. How to heal emotional abandoned wounds and also to stop attracting unavailable partners, rejecting negative emotions that are keeping you stuck in life. One, to heal an emotional abandonment wound, uh, inner child work within the subconscious work is absolutely essential. Connected to the inner child that carries the wound that you cannot seem to heal is very important. Panic at the thought of people leaving or building walls so that one like cannot allow somebody to get into their life is a sign of emotional abandonment and some inner wounds that you have when it's connecting to relationship building or accepting new people in your life at all. Um, another thing that I noticed is that Noticing that when you're self-sabotaging yourself, like, what I mean by that is that some people, because they feel like everyone else is abandoning them, they start to abandon themselves. So then they develop this victim mentality that no one loves them, no one cares about them, no one no one is interested in making sure they're okay. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know that saying is like, the energy that you have with yourself is how other people are going to see you. Like the way you carry yourself is exactly how people are going to treat you. Um, and it's funny. It's funny, but I'll come back to this. I thought about Monique, but I'll come back to that. Um, going back to what I was initially saying is that a lot of us tend to not look at yourself as your own support system. And you you allowed yourself to become a victim to maybe a previous um, situation you lived in as a child where maybe you were neglected, maybe you were um, totally abandoned and you know then you had to raise yourself and you find a lot of adult situations difficult because you feel like you had to learn hands-on and it didn't always turn out the way you wanted it to turn out. So you allow yourself to what sink more into your depression, sink more into your abandonment, sink more into maybe I want to say self-hate. 
And when you do that, you stop what taking care of yourself. You stop properly grooming yourself. You stop investing in yourself. So you, when you stop doing all of those things, you what? You look the way you feel. So now that you're looking the way that you feel, and you're you're out in public, and these people are in, and you're meeting people out on the street, and it's like, hmm. You feel like you're getting strange look or maybe you're feeling uncomfortable because the way that you're looking. But that all goes back to what? If you think about it, what does it all go back to? It goes back to how you let yourself go because you felt like someone else let you go. But when you realize that you attract the energy that you are and and the type of people that, who relate or who are maybe on the same frequency that you are on now i'm not saying that means you're a bad person doesn't mean that you're weak it doesn't mean that you can't find your way out of it what i was just saying to you is that sometimes when we step back and we take a look at ourselves and how we can be our own worst critic our own worst enemy um how we can self-sabotage ourselves that that was what that post statement was about when you say when I just said what happens when you go outside and you feel uncomfortable because the way people are looking at you or you're feeling uncomfortable within yourself because the way you look but they have no control over how you dress especially as an adult especially as an individual who has no near relations to you no one has control over whether you get up and brush your teeth wash your face Put on clean drawers and clothes every day and present your best version of yourself but you. Um, I don't want to come off and come off as if I'm like, like, oh, rah, rah, uh, this is your fault and sometimes you can't blame other people for your problems. That's not where I'm coming at at all. Um, see, like I told you, when I took some time off, to work on myself because I realized that as I'm continuing on this journey of myself, there are some unnoticed triggers of mine that I had to come back and isolate myself and even go through the whirlwinds of crying and, and frustration and arguments so that I can really understand what is holding me back. What is bothering me? What is eating at my heart? What is what is standing on my subconscious? What is preventing me from actually what Nike say? Just doing it. Just just being better than I was yesterday. Um, forgiving when I said I was going to forgive. Um, actually staying consistent and completing what I needed to do. What is the root of the distraction that's preventing me from being the person that I've dreamed of or the person that I'm working towards, the person that I know who my divine self is calling myself to be. And it was a lot. It was, it was, I blamed everyone else, um, but myself and a lot of times I've said I hold myself accountable for this I hold myself accountable for that but what I didn't honestly do was forgive myself so 
it's crazy because I'm like, I had to take a breath, but, um, let me give you guys an example of, um, what I mean by that. Uh, a couple of days ago and maybe actually, honestly, today, um, up earlier today, I, I definitely like, for some reasons, kept thinking about every bad thing or fight or argument I've ever been in since I was a child, no matter who it was with or what, or where was that or what, none of that, like literally. And I like every day I kept saying, Oh my gosh, like I'm a bad person. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe I hurt this person. Why is this coming up back in my mind? Why this, why that? And then it's like, I started feeling like I couldn't look at myself in the mirror for some reason. Um, it got to the point where I actually was like, damn, I need to go get me a drink. Like, oh, what's going on? And I was like, okay, Mecca, you need to sit down and really figure out, like, why is all this stuff that's just coming to the surface? Like, why is all of this stuff, like, making you feel antsy? Like, why are you feeling more depressed than you can, like, feel right now? Like, like what is it? And it was the fact that as I am ascending on to this newer version of myself you know you have to shed old wounds and you have to um walk in your own truth whether it's good or bad and there was a lot of things that I did not take responsibility for of how I um hurt people and or because I was hurt they say hurt people hurt people and resentment is a, is a resentment is a powerful drug Resentment is a powerful drug. And um, so to wrap it all up, what I did was, you know, I had to, I had to own the pain that I caused on others because of the pain that I was suffering. You know, I had to, I had to sit back and say, you know what? You were a bad sister. You were a horrible daughter when you were angry. You were so resentful. Like, it wasn't until a couple of years ago or maybe that I saw or heard someone say or read something that said, forgive your parents because they, they were learning too. Um, but it wasn't until recently that I accepted that. Um, even with my sister, like... My sister is one of the best sisters in the freaking world, but I was just so resentful at how perfect I assumed that she was that I blocked her emotionally from me out of my life for a while. And I shouldn't have done that because now it's like, all I want to do is have like the best sister relationship with my elder sister. And I'm not saying that we don't have a relationship. I'm just saying that I take accountability for a lot of things that I've done or said that have possibly hurt her. That possibly damp put a damper in our relationship, or a or even stretched it a little that more than it can be stretched because I was so angry and hurt inside that I didn't care to take in consideration for how someone else may pursue perceive or feel about anything that I do or say. I did not care. I did not care if I was, even as an adult, I didn't care if this person was my boss, a friend, fan, it didn't matter. If I, if I was hurting, if I was angry, if I felt unsafe, 
then the things that came out of my mouth or the things that I've done probably in retaliation, probably, I'm not saying they was like, oh my God, uh, crime 911 type shit, <laughs> but I'm saying like, it's, it's still, it still hurt people. And what I'm saying is that, um, I let a lot of my childhood trauma hurt other people who didn't deserve it. No one deserves to deal with your pain and baggage but you. Especially innocent people who are coming into your life to help you be a better person. Or people who bless your life with nothing but love and like who are truly genuine hearted people. That's how we block our blessings. That's how we gain more lessons because you keep repeating the same cycle over and over again. And some of us never get out of that loop. Some of us stay going over just like a hamster wheel over and over when time passes you by before you know you're 50 years old, you have nothing to show for your life, but probably a few sex partners and some cars you don't own anymore. And maybe the, the smallest type of materialistic thing you can hold to your name. That's why wisdom is so important. Wisdom is so important. And you gain wisdom through pain and you gain wisdom through love. But you gain divine knowledge through suffering. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like in every like religious book, in every spiritual book you may read, all of this doesn't matter, every witchcraft you love, book you may read, you all learn the same thing. We all learn the same thing. You, how do you learn a lesson? You have to take heed to it. And how do you take heed to it? Some of us learn the hard way and we get hurt. We may get a bruise, bump our head, bust our butt. When some of us, you know, we may be lucky. And, you know, we all got to take for somebody to tell us. Or for us to see it happen to somebody else. And, 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 you, and you're allowing the grace of God into your ear so that you can... You know, extend. Can you can grow so you can heal so you can transform. Um, I want to read a passage to you guys out of this book called Mastering the Mind. I mean, mind is the master. Apologize for that. You know, again, the book Mind is the Master is written by James Allen. You guys, it's such a good book. Um, it's a book about mastering your emotions and your mental health. So. Again, moving forward, I want to read this passage for June 29th. So bear with me, you guys. Here we go. When in their ignorance, men and women will destroy themselves. Its everlasting arms are throwing about them in loving a bit, sometimes painful protection. Every pain we suffer brings us near to the knowledge of the divine wisdom. Every blessedness we enjoy speaks to us of the perfection of the great law and of the fulfillment of bliss that shall be man's when he has come to his heritage of divine knowledge. We progress by learning. We learn up until a certain point by suffering. When the heart is mellowed by love, the law of love is perceived in all of the wonderful kindness. When wisdom is acquired, peace is assured. We cannot alter the law of things, which is sublime perfection, but we can alter ourselves so that we can comprehend more and more of that perfection 
and make its grounders owls. Basically, in so many words, I believe this passage is saying to us, the law which punishes us is the law which also preserves us. Again, I believe that this passage is saying that the law that punishes us is also the law that preserves us. You have to figure out which reality, which world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in heaven or do you want to live in hell? What I mean by that, you can live on hell and earth by carrying demons on your back. You can live on hell on earth when your heart is black and heavy because you haven't learned yet to love. You haven't learned forgiveness. You haven't learned acceptance. You can live in hell when you don't know who you are. You can live in heaven when you decide to put your best foot forward and be the best version of yourself. When you decide to address those demons that are on your back. When you decide to fight back. When you decide to pick yourself up. When you decide to make amends with the things you have said, done, with the people of your past. And that doesn't mean you have to go kiss ass. Not at all. What it means is that the only person that you need to heal so that you can heal everything around you. Let me let me repeat that. The only thing, the only person that you have to give as much investment and energy in so that you can build a better life and surrounding or for yourself is yourself. In order to heal the world around you, you have to heal yourself. So again, when you're trying to heal from childhood traumas and emotional issues, even if it's not even a childhood trauma, isn't even as an early adult, even if it's something that just happened a couple months ago, late teens, whenever it happened in your life, you have to sit down and really be completely honest with your thoughts, your feelings, and the actions that we're taking beforehand, actions that we'll be taking afterhand. Afterwards, I'm just you know <laughs> moving too fast. But yeah, y'all. Um, I want you guys to also understand that when you establish boundaries that align with you, and you, like things become like what like uncomfortable or people become resistant and resentful, that means that that boundary was needed. I wanted you guys to understand that because sometimes a lot of us are dealing with emotional triggers because we don't know how to set boundaries with people in our lives. Um, Also, practice knowing what your needs are, making them a priority rather than prioritizing everybody else and everybody else's needs. Um, What else can you guys focus on? Let's see. Uh, Fall in love with yourself. Like this is your healing journey. Like healing is your greatest gift in life. You you have no clue the accomplishments you may conquer, the growth, the beauty you may feel within yourself if you don't try. If you don't try, like, why not try? You could try to love somebody else. You can try to go get a job. You can try to plan a trip to out the country. But why not Try to actually devote yourself to yourself because you all you got. I mean, we have family, we have friends, 
we have other loved ones that we consider, you know, that's our, like figures in our life. However, nobody is putting a fork in your mouth or wiping that butter yours but you. You're putting on one pan, pants leg at a time, one socks and shoe on at a time, taking the soap and washing that behind yourself. Unless you have a physical handicap that's preventing you from doing so. And even people who do still have enough love and consistency of of healing, of determination to not let themselves be seen as a victim. That is the one, the first step, the first amendment um, that you must make with yourself and repeat with yourself. I am not a victim. No one will make me a victim. I will not make myself a victim. I am a fighter. I am graced by I have the gift of God's grace on my side. And I have myself. You are the you are the the sharpest sword in the doggone chest. You know? I just want you guys to really understand that our our traumas do not have to be the end of our stories. You are in charge of writing your own book, finishing all of your own chapters. Don't let someone else's perception, don't let a past situation that you have no more control over finish your story for you. You better than that. You bigger than that. You love more than what someone else is writing. So I want y'all to remember this. Like, at the end of the day, like, if nobody got you, God got you. I mean, this healing journey is not 24 hours, not 72 hours. Not a week. It may not. It's not even 360. It's not even 365. It's more than that. It's going to take time. It's going to take dedication, and it's going to take a lot of love for yourself. Um, I'm not perfect, and I had to make peace with that. And that was one of the things that was holding me back. That I felt like I had to be perfect. I felt like I had to be better. I felt like I had to prove a point. And then when I finally asked myself, who are you proving a point to? Everybody else but myself. And why was I so gun strong or hold on trying to prove a point that I know I didn't even know what point I was trying to prove, but why was I so gun strong hold on proving a point to other people for God and myself? Or even Allah, whoever you choose to believe in. But one person you need to make sure you believe in is yourself. And the person you know you can be. If you don't guys don't remember, but I've told you guys a long time ago that one of the tricks, or I don't even think it was a trick. I just remember that one day I felt like I was talking and seeing the younger version of myself. And I told her I was going to save her. And I envisioned myself hugging her so tight, you know, and I just, I don't want to let that person down. And I hope that whoever that you envision 
whoever the version of yourself that you lost yourself or you were traumatized. I hope you go back to that person and you don't let that person down. At the end of the day, because we win. You win. I love y'all. Stay blessed, okay?